0: Welcome to the Learning Outside the Lines podcast. I'm Ann Ryan, your host, homeschool mom of four and passionate about education and helping our children learn best. I wanna welcome everyone to a new week and thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your busy day to listen. And today I would like to talk about homeschool spaces. Now I realize this is normally a very visual topic, but that's kind of why I wanna approach it from just a discussion point because I really want to get you thinking about it without seeing all the great ideas and pictures that you see on Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook because we see these pictures of these spaces whether they're a dedicated classroom or a space and we really get caught up in this idea of what a space should look like or what it should be and I really think sometimes we lose sight of what learning is and what helps our children learn best and where they learn best. And I feel like I am i have some perfect examples for this to illustrate this. When we first started homeschooling many years ago, I had a decent-sized house. I didn't have an extra room, but I certainly had plenty of space. And when we started homeschooling, I had a pantry for the first time ever. I was very excited. And that pantry had a decent amount of space. And I was able to just pick a section of the pantry to put all of our homeschool supplies. So I had the boxes of crayons and markers. And I had some magazine box holders that I put some of the different workbooks and coloring books. All the different art supplies some of the other uh, manipulatives that we might have used, it all fit on a couple shelves in my pantry. We were able to access it whenever we needed to, but yet it was kind of put away when we weren't doing specific school work or weren't using those things. And I thought that was pretty perfect at the time because we were able to do our schoolwork, put the things away, not worry about it cluttering our space, not worrying about it just being all over the place. And that worked pretty well. Then after a few years, we moved to a different house, which was huge. I I look back now and I wonder what we were thinking. But one of the great things that sold us about that house initially was that it had a extra room off of the mudroom that the person who sold it to us was using it as a craft room and for her business. But for me, all I could think of was perfect homeschool room. What an absolutely perfect classroom. It had a huge chalkboard on the wall already. It had an island kind of in the middle of it because this was what she used for crafting. All I could think of was a perfect art space. It had two built-in desks, cabinets above and below. It was perfect, a big blank wall that I was able to kind of put all kinds of artwork on and, and posters. I couldn't have asked for anything better. And here's what I discovered when I got this ideal, perfect space. It was rarely used. I say that again, it was rarely used. I certainly admit that I filled up that space. I had all this ca- cabinet space. I filled it up with games and manipulatives and art supplies and books. I f- I- I had the space. It was it was a dream come true, right? And so I filled it up. But what I realized was when we were doing our schoolwork, we were usually doing it at the kitchen table. Because that's where I was making lunch or that's where I was doing making something else, so we would naturally all kind of gravitate together. So it would be work would be done at the kitchen table or on the couch or sometimes in mom and dad's bed if we were all sitting around reading a book, it just kind of sometimes stayed there because this was also a time when I had a newborn. All cuddling up in the king size bed was just the perfect place a lot of times. The point is, is we had this perfect room and it was rarely used. I will admit we used it a lot for artwork and art projects because I had one child at that point out of the four that loved art and drawing and painting. So she did use that space for herself but that probably could have just as easily been done in the kitchen. But since she had that space, she used it. But my point is, we don't really need a separate, perfect homeschool classroom or space. And so many times I think some of us are limited and are thinking of being able to do a good job. Like we can't be a successful homeschooler or we can't have the perfect homeschool situation because we don't have a homeschool classroom or we don't have a homeschool space that's ideal in some way. But really, that's not true. We really don't need a specific homeschool space or a classroom. Now, one of the things I do want to share is that everyone's different, right? Some people need to have their things in a very separate space in a very organized way for whatever reason that's just their personality that maybe that's their kids personality to have things more structured more organized and that's perfectly fine I'm not trying to say that that's not okay but I just want you to be thinking that sometimes what we think we need we may not need that we we just need to give ourselves permission To kind of go with the flow, kind of see what works for us. Now I do agree that for a lot of people it is nice to have some shelves or a closet or some other space where you can keep all of your homeschool supplies and all of your homeschool books and like the textbooks or workbooks things like that. Even I agree that I have these two little bins that I have separate little workbooks and Supplies and things that we use on a more regular basis, or things that I want to be able to access fairly quickly. I have those in a little bin in the kitchen on we have a bench by our table, and I have those there because we do access those most days. But as far as we don't have a homeschool space now, we've moved again since the giant homeschool room house, and our house now does not have an extra bedroom, so we have Uh, We still have all of our bookshelves because I'm a book lover slash hoarder. So we do have a, a huge home library. But as far as our specific homeschool supplies, I do have lovely cabinets in my kitchen. And one of those cabinets is just art supplies and various homeschool stuff like manipulatives or science kits or things like that. Paper, pencils, all that good stuff. But like I said, I have these two little kind of magazine organizer bins that I keep on this bench of things that we use on a daily basis. But it seems like over the 14 years we've been doing this, as much as I love the idea of having a homeschool classroom or a homeschool space, I have watched four children do schoolwork everywhere at the kitchen table, at the kitchen island, on their bed, in my bed, upside down on the couch underneath the table outside on the porch in the car everywhere like pretty much almost every room in the house has probably had schoolwork done at some point point. and that's the beauty of it wherever the kids feel like doing their schoolwork and happens to be motivated to do their schoolwork that's where they do their schoolwork and that's perfectly fine by me the only times that i may Not support that is if they were wanting to do things in their room or privately where I couldn't access and they weren't being very productive, if they weren't really getting anything done and were being distracted and doing things that they may not have uh, been supposed to be doing. In that case, sure, I might say, Hey, why don't you come out here so we can be together? But that was pretty rare. Like that didn't happen very often. Usually, I, ironically enough, I'll never forget. I had one that was always reading upside down. She would, she would set her butt on the on the couch cushion, and then she'd basically do kind of this back bend, so her head was resting on the floor, and she would read upside down all the time. I mean, it was just crazy. And I'll never forget a couple times saying, "You know, you can't do that. You know, you need to sit upright on the couch." And she would kind of grudgingly, kind of get situated again but then she'd be all distracted. She wouldn't get her reading done. She would fidget. She would, you know, whatever. But the times when she was upside down on the couch, she could read for a half hour to an hour easily with no distractions, no fidgeting. So I've realized whatever works. If that's what works for her, great. So again, I just want to reiterate the fact that you really don't need a specific space necessarily for homeschooling. It can be done anywhere. But like I said, a caveat, just like anything else I say, every person is an individual and their family is very individual. So different people need different things. I did know someone, which I thought this was really cool, that had a little camper in their backyard where they stored it. And it was a small camper and they ended up using that as their homeschool space. It was fun. It was different. They were able to, you know, go out someplace a little bit different than their regular home environment. And they went out there and it was almost like a, you know, a little fort or something that it was kind of fun and exciting. And so they went and they did their schoolwork on a daily basis out in the little camper. That's a great idea. That's fun. That's cool. So you never know what might work for you. There's another person that I follow on Instagram that her husband literally built her a homeschool classroom next to their house, like a separate building outside, like they go out out of their house, you know, take a few steps, walk into their homeschool classroom. That's amazing. And that's awesome. But clearly that's the minority. Not a lot of people can do that. So you have to figure out what works for you, but don't feel the need have to have a separate classroom or a separate space or something specific for learning to happen because learning is happening all the time and you never know what might be the best way, especially for kids that did have problems if they were already in school with fidgeting or distractions or things like that. Sometimes being at home, being able to sit on one of those bouncy balls being able to sit on the trampoline and bounce while they're doing stuff. I know we can't do it as a lot of us adults, but kids are surprisingly productive in strange ways. So you never know where they will be most productive. So explore all those options. I admit that sometimes there can be challenges in small homes or small spaces where to store some of the supplies. And there are so many creative ideas out there on Pinterest and Instagram for organizing your things with cool organizer things for your closets and in cabinets and all those kinds of things. And those are fun. I'm certainly not saying to not approach those kinds of ideas creatively and find things that work for your space. I'm just saying, if you do have a small space, don't think that it won't work for you because it certainly can. Now I wanna switch gears here just a little bit because this is something that is near and dear to my heart this year. And it's a little bit related to homeschool spaces, but it's mostly just related to our space in general. And that is, I have deemed 2019 as the year of my authentic space. Because I'm of a certain age where, and I think others of us can relate, that we have these wonderful ideas in our head, these wonderful Private little reading nooks, or these like she sheds that we see out in people's backyards that we see in Pinterest or Facebook or whatever. And we see these beautiful spaces with plants or beautiful pictures on the walls, or these overstuffed chairs, or whatever it might be, whatever our taste is. We see these great little either rooms or spaces or little sanctuaries in people's backyard, and we save them and we save the little pins on Pinterest, or we might cut out pictures from a magazine and keep a little notebook of them or whatever it might be. And we're always dreaming about these beautiful spaces, right? Well, this year I'm doing it. And I hope that some of you will do it with me because I realized life is short. Like, what are we waiting for? There is no reason why we can't do some of these things. And I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about you know, building a shed or how expensive some of these things are. I'm not talking about spending a lot of money. I'm talking about just bringing things of joy into our space. And even though I know the beginning of the year is usually about getting rid of things, I'm all for that too, because getting rid of things, less is more, is totally my motto. But I'm just talking about making your space your own. Bringing that authentic style into your space. I know so many of us think, oh, we need to have neutral walls or we, you know, we have this plain brown or gray couch or whatever is neutral, whatever blends, whatever is good. And we think, you know, we're adults, so we have to kind of cut down on the whimsical or crazy because we need to be the, I don't know, maybe more traditional or a little more subtle or a little more neutral. I don't know what the word might be, but at any rate, enough of that, forget it. Have fun with your space. You live in your space. And especially with homeschool parents, we are absolutely in our space more than anyone. And we want to be comfortable. We want to feel welcomed. We want to feel love. We want to we live in our space and be happy in our space and find joy in our space. So what I'm challenging you to do is make your space your own. If you want to hang up twinkle lights in the living room all year round because it's warm and fun and whimsical, then do that. I did it. I did it finally. And I thank my friend Marina that has always had twinkle lights in her living space. And every time I walk in her home, it feels warm. It feels fun. It's pretty. And I always thought, why don't I do that? So at Christmas, when I put up the lights, I put the other Christmas things away, but I left the lights up because I'm leaving the lights up year round. It's Something that I like. And I don't care if the neighbors wonder why there's still twinkle lights in my window because I like them. Same thing for other things hanging in your space. Maybe we have like traditional pictures that we've purchased over time years ago and it's some kind of scenery or whatever and it's on your wall. Does it bring you joy? Do you like it? Maybe take that down and put up your children's artwork or even photos that you've taken over time. Take them to Costco. You can blow them up into like poster size now for relatively cheap. Hang those on your wall. Maybe you've had these cool wall hangings or these cool rugs that would make a great wall hanging. Hang them up. Don't always keep things for outside such as wind chimes. I love wind chimes. My husband does not like them but I do and so I have them hanging outside but I've hung some inside too. Because I like them. They don't make a lot of noise inside unless it's somehow crazy windy. My windows are open. But they're just pretty. They look nice. I have them in my space. There's so many things that we can put in our space that we may not have because we felt like it wasn't, I don't know, adult enough perhaps. I want to challenge that. I want you to really think about what brings you joy in your space. And I want you to just do it. Maybe it's some funky colored rugs, maybe it's a pretty pattern new bedspread maybe it's maybe it's some a different covering for your couch. Maybe you've got a beautiful quilt that your grandmother made, and it's sitting in a box. Maybe you should get that out and drape that over the couch. Who cares if it doesn't match with the wall color or other things you have out? Use it for a wall hanging my My mother did that. I love that. My grandmother did wonderful. Uh, beautiful quilts, and they always kind of stayed in this box because we were saving them. But what were we saving them for? So my mother had got this special little clip hanger that she could just clip on the edges of the the quilt and hang it up in the entryway. And she had this huge, beautiful wall covering. So I encourage you to think outside the box and do stuff like that. Maybe you've got some wonderful keepsakes that you have in boxes get them out put them on put them on the shelf put them on the wall frame them I have these beautiful handkerchiefs from my grandmother that I've kept in a box and I'm going to frame those and put those up I had all these great postcards that I had gotten from different places that we had gotten gone on trips and I just had them all in a folder and in my head I had always thought oh I'm going to put those up sometime I'm going to do something with these I I didn't know what So I went to Ikea. I got 99 cent frames, which look, they look nice. They're not, they don't look too cheesy to me, (laughs) but I, I got a whole bunch of these 99 cent little five by seven frames and four by six frames. And I framed these postcards and I framed these little cards that I collected over time from different places that I just, I just really liked. And I finally put them on this blank wall in my hallway that I always walk by every day And I don't know why I hadn't put them up before. So when I see them, I smile. It brings me joy. It's my space. I want to feel happy in it. And I encourage you to do the same thing. So I hope that for the year of 2019, you'll think about that. And you will bring a little bit of whimsy, a little bit of joy, a little bit of comfort in your space. Claim that space as your own. Make it not something that you look forward to in the future of doing, but do it now. Make it something that is important and that is lovely in your space right now this year. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope I've given you something to think about and some ideas that you can act on in some way. I also really want to encourage you to check me out on Instagram at Latte Books to Read. And I made a hashtag. I don't know if it will get used very much. It's not a big deal. But if you do do something in your space, share it at 2019 Authentic Spaces. That's the hashtag that I used. And I just put a post up about the authentic space thing. And I put that hashtag in there. I'm just curious to see what other people do in their spaces because it's fun and we want to share what brings us joy. I also hope you'll check me out on Facebook at Learning Outside the Lines podcast, and I hope you have a great rest of the week. And until next time, don't be afraid to go outside the lines.